story of Gideon here, Judges 7. We looked uh, two weeks ago at the plan for the battle. And uh, so tonight we are going to look at the particulars for the battle. And so as we look at this, as, so we're going to get our way up here. Judges chapter 7, uh, verses number 15 through 19 is the verses that we've already covered, uh, which is the plan for the battle. How are they are going to attack What's the deal? How are they going to win the battle against the Midianites? They're outnumbered. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, beating the odds, how important it is as Christians that we beat the odds because odds are going to be against us. Odds are not always going to be in our favor. Uh, so we've got to stand for Jesus and stand for right regardless of those that are around us. And honestly, I see it more so today. I see a lot of my people that I know, a lot of people that I've seen, they're beginning to compromise the things that they used to stand for, uh, compromise the things that they used to used to believe, and beginning to fold on those things. And hey, it doesn't matter if, if the brethren are doing it or not. It's still important that we stay true to what God's called us to do, stay true uh, to our standards, stay true to having uh, this old King James Bible. Uh, you know, it's so, it's so important whether those go by the wayside or not, we still need to hold true to that. Uh, and, and so uh, it, we've got to beat the odds when it comes to that because people will fall. Uh, people are failing. Uh, so let's look at, I'm just going to kind of go over this real quick, the plan for the battle. God gave him 300 men and uh, 300 pitchers, 300 uh, trumpets, 300 uh, 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 candles, and they were to cover those candles and get ready for battle. Gideon said, follow me. Uh, get ready, follow me. Man, what, a, what an encouraging thing to know that the leader was, was, was in the front of the battle. Uh, many times in churches, uh, the pastor's not the leader uh, and not being found when it comes to service. Look, I want to be the one leading the way when it comes to service and serving my church and, and being involved. I, I don't want anything to go on at church without me being involved in it because I feel like I, I need to serve my church, serve the Lord. And one way of me doing that is to uh, serve the Lord through those areas. And, and it's important as Christians we do the same. So that was the plan. Go down there, blow the trumpet, break the pitcher, and that's the plan for battle. Now, I don't know about you, but looking at that, man, that's, that's got to be pretty uh, frightening for Gideon to stand there and say, wow, that's the, that's the plan? And, uh, but that was the plan God had given him. And so he said, let's do it. Uh, he had already proven God a couple of different times with the, with the fleece and, uh, hey, uh, and then God narrowing down who to bring to battle. So here we are, 300 men in, uh, standing on uh, one on each side uh, of the valley there, and they're the Midianites in the middle of the valley. They're covered them up, one exit out the way. And uh, <coughs> let's begin reading in verse number 20. We're going to read ver we're going to read five verses, and then we'll jump in and give you a couple thoughts tonight. Uh, the so verse number 20, the Bible says, and he said unto Jether. I went to the wrong chapter. Uh, it's chapter 7. And the Bible says, And three companies blew the trumpets and break the pictures and held the lamps in their left hand and their trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried the sword of the Lord and Gideon. 
Now, we talked a little bit about this, but may we never forget that it is the sword of the Lord. It might be of Gideon, the leader, it might be uh, important, but ultimately, whether he's the leader or not, it's about the Lord. It's about being uh, on the right side. Uh, when David went to go take on Goliath, it was the Lord. I, I don't go in the strength of David, I go in the strength of the Lord. So here they are, in the strength of the Lord, the sword of the Lord, and of Gideon. And they blew their trumpets and they broke their pictures. Uh, from what I understand is the, the reading that I've done is that when, when they did that, it, would, it was sounding like armor clapping, uh, like men were standing at attention, like it was, that was getting ready to take place. And each one of those uh, candles would represent a, a big troop of, uh, of soldiers behind them as what was anticipated, if you will. Uh, they thought maybe there was hundreds and thousands uh, of, of uh, soldiers that were behind those 300 uh, Picture, I mean, 300 lanterns and 300 trumpets. Think about how loud that was that night. The Midians woke, Midianites woke up <coughs> in the middle of the in the middle of the night of the watch. In verse number 21, and they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the hosts ran and cried and fled. The Midianites uh, ran. The Midianites fled, and the Midianites cried. Uh, they did those three things, and Gideon's men, Bible says in verse number one, 21, and they stood every man in his place. They had their place, and they didn't move. You think about that as a Christian, where's your place? You think about that as a, as a, as a, uh, as a church member, where's your place? Think about that as a preacher, where's your place? Uh, everybody has a place. Everybody has a spot that they need to be in. And it's important that we're in our spot. We're in our place every time uh, we're in our place. Because the people of men, the men of Gideon was in their place where they needed to be and accomplished what God wanted. Uh, had they left their post, had they ran away, had they ran down into the battle, it would have changed things. But they stayed in their place and that is to say as well that they allowed God to fight the battle for them. Many times we want to get in a hurry and get ahead of God and try to try to make sure that we're the ones doing what that is. And and uh, but ultimately it's the Lord fighting the battle. So they had to stand in their place. I, I believe there's a scripture that says stand still. Uh, sometimes we just need to stand still and let God move and let God work. We've done the work. We've accomplished what we're accomplished. We've prayed. We've, we, we are where we are. Now it's time to stand still and let the Lord move. So we see that these men, they stood still. Uh, they were in their place. Uh, then those, those Midianites did three things. They ran, they cried, and they fled. But then also in verse number 22, the Bible says, And 300 uh, blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the, and the host fled to Beshita uh, in the Zerath and to the border of Obilomah unto Tabith. And so here they are, these men, in verse number 22, the Lord, the Bible says, the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow. He set every man's sword. I, I mean, you think about the battle that was taking place. There's not a sword being swung by Gideon's men. In verse number 21, they were still standing in their place. They didn't move. 
And yet there were swords flying because of the Midianites. They were beginning to fight each other. Here they come out, the, 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 the trumpet blows, the, the clap of the, of the pitchers, and, and all of a sudden the Midianites come out of their tents. It's pitch black. They're seeing pitch, people run everywhere. So they begin to fight each other. They begin to hit each other with swords. And God provided a way that every sword, in verse number 22, and every man's sword, <coughs> every man's sword was against his fellow. Think about that for just a moment, that there wasn't a single sword that wasn't being slung. There wasn't a single sword that wasn't being swung against each other because God intervened for the children of Israel, uh, for the children of, uh, you know, with Gideon's men. Uh, man, what, what power of the Lord if we allow him to work. But we have to stand in our place. We have to stand still. And we have to be patient for God to do his work um, and not try to intervene. Those men, not only these men fought against each other, but then they fled. They ran away. They ran to, they, the host fled to three. Uh, I can't say those names because I, I know I didn't say them right. But they said they, they fled to different places. But then one of the things that I really like about this story and uh, honestly, before studying, really studying this out, I didn't realize what took place here. But in verse number 23, the Bible says, And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali, out of Asher, out of all of Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites. So God used the 300 to win the battle. But God used every man. He, he pulled together themselves all and the men of Israel. How many men of Israel went after them? The men of Naphtali, the men of Asher, and all Manasseh went after the Midianites. So here were the 300. They stood in their place. They were where God wanted them to be. They didn't move. They patient. They were patient on God. God won the battle. Every sword was involved. And then... Here come the rest of the troops. Because everybody serves a different purpose. And I think that's true about church too. Is that yes, there were the 300 that were important. Yes, there were the 300 that were, that were not fearful. There were the 300 that stood in the face of danger. There were the 300 that did right and was chosen by Gideon. But then it wasn't over. God still used those that went home afraid. God still used those that drank out of the water wrong. But God used those people because God still has a purpose for every person. And so, yes, you might make a mistake. Yes, you might be fearful. Yes, you might not do everything right. But God still has a place for you. And God still has a purpose for you. And you can't ever forget that, that God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for every individual, every individual. Now, I love how the story ends. So here we are, the particulars. This is how it happened. They blew the trumpets. Uh, they stood in their place. They stood still. They let God move. God worked. Every sword was activated. And the Midianites fled. Then all then the men from the mid uh, the men from uh, Asher and Naphtali and all of them from Manasseh took off running after them. And then, verse 24. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and take before them the waters unto Bethbrah and Jordan. And then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters of, 
of Bethbarah, I'm not saying that right, and Jordan, and they took two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb upon the rock. And Zeb they slew at the winepress of Zeb and pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side of Jordan. <coughs> so what did God do? What did God do through the children of Israel? What did God do through, through uh, Gideon beating the odds? What did God do with this battle? Let's see what he did. The men stood still. The swords were activated. The Midianites fled. Then multiple men from, the, from Israel went after them. And then they slew two of the leaders, two of the princes, Oreb on the, on the rock called Oreb, and Zeb in the winepress of Zeb. And they brought the heads to Gideon. The significance of all of that is that what happened is that God allowed Gideon to beat the odds with 300 men, and they won the battle. They won against the Midianites. The Midianites fled. God still won. He brought two princes dead home to, home to Gideon. Uh, and so what does that teach us? What does that, what does that show us? That there are things that we need to do as Christians, and we need to be in our spots. We need to be in our places, and we need to stand still and be in the right spot. And we need to pray and seek God's face and know that this is what God wants us to do. And when we do what God wants us to do, he'll work on our behalf. Because it was the sword of the Lord and Gideon. Too many times we want the glory for the things that are accomplished. We want the glory for the things that, the things that we do in our life. But ultimately, the glory doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. Um, in church work, people get saved. People get baptized. People join the church. Look, it's not any work of one man. It's the work of God. And so for any man to take glory over that, no, it's not me. You know, I've, I've heard preachers talk about, you know, well, well, if I was over there, I'd be running. No, you, you have no idea what you'd be running. You have no idea how many people would be in your church. Because God's the one that gives the increase, and it's not me. And it's not you, and it's not any other preacher. God is the one that gives the increase. But, it, you know, and we've, we've talked about that multiple times before, but, but it is important that we don't sow sparingly. Because if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. And uh, it is important that we examine our life. Examine where we're at. Are we standing where God wants us to stand? Are we in our spot where we want to? Are we where we're supposed to be? Are we are we doing what God? Are we patient with God to work? Are we ready for God to work? Are we going in the in the strength of the Lord? Bible talks about putting on the whole armor of God, and I think that's essential for us to take on the devil and and take on the sins and the and the wiles of, of the of the world. So I ask you. Are you in your spot? Are you where you're supposed to be? Are you serving God where you need to be? Are you serving God at all? Uh, maybe you're not one of the 300, but you're one of the others that God can use to bring the heads 
of Oreb and Zeb uh, to Gideon. So let's all team together and work together. Whether you're the 300 or whether you're not, you're still part of God's team. So uh, get on board and let's fight against the devil. Um, I want to thank you for joining in tonight. But I, I, I truly, we're going to have a word of prayer. And I want you to examine your heart. I want you to examine your life um, tonight. Maybe there's someone watching. I know that we're only live stream tonight. So uh, maybe you're watching tonight or maybe you'll watch sometime in the future. Do you know the Lord? Do you know for sure that heaven is your home? Because ultimately, that's the most important thing that you can do as, a, as, as an individual is to know for sure that heaven is your home. And if you don't know that, then you need to, you need to contact us. You need to uh, get in that Bible. There's a Romans road. It's plain and simple. And uh, just take time and, and uh, give us a call. Message us on Facebook. Uh, get my cell phone number and uh, call me something. And we'd love to show, share with you what the Bible says to know for sure that you're on your way to heaven. Christian, are you doing right? Are you standing in your place? Are you being where God wants you to be? Because ultimately, that's me. I, I, do you know where I need to be? Where God wants me to be. Do you know where you need to be? Where God wants you to be. Thank you so much for listening tonight. And uh, we will see you guys later. Lord, I love you. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for all those that listen online. I pray that you will bless the time that we've had this, this evening. Lord, I pray as well. If there's one that's listening that don't know the Lord, I pray that they would, uh, would get it settled. Lord, I, I thank you for your many blessings. I pray that you'd bless this evening. I pray that you would be with those that are sick, be with those that are not well, and pray that you'd bring them back to full health. And we thank you for your many blessings. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.